following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. So the Hear Me Out Music Podcast, this is Jenna. And that is Elena. I am Jenna, essentially. <laughs> We've gone over this, yeah. Jen- Sometimes we just have the same thought at the same time. We do. Um, poop soup. Oh my gosh. Um, Super Bowl is coming at us at the Ghost Light Theater. And uh, <laughs> Starry Night Theater. E- either or. <laughs> I hear they're interchangeable. I hear they might be the same. <laughs> but uh, Don't ask Alex. Ev- we have a group chat and we're discussing what kind of soups and poops we're making. And everybody was listening. And I, I had it in my head. I was like, I'm making poop soup. I'm going to text the group chat. I'm making poop soup. And I go, I don't think it's the time and place. I think we're being serious. <laughs> and then Elena, like a bat out of hell, goes... Poop soup. Poop soup. Poop soup. And I go, oh my gosh. And then Alex chimes in, pea soup. And I was like, the icing on the cake. It's, it's a one step, one step higher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a comic genius. She is. Shout out Alex. Love and Alex. shout out to her um, her podcast co-host. I can't think of his name though. Um, Shout out to Alex though. RJ? Yes, that's it. RJ, yeah. He's cool. He's, yeah. Ronald, yeah. I think. Ronald. Yes. Ronald Ronald Johnson. and Alex. Ronald yeah. Johnson mm-hmm. and Alex. Um, fun fact, I just gave Ronald Johnson a haircut. So if you see Ronald on the street, um, his hair looks amazing because of me. No, I'm just kidding. He Did you actually give him a haircut, I though? I did, yeah. <gasps> he asked for, uh... Those luscious curls, you cut him away? Well, he was, he's been wanting a haircut for a while, and I said, I cut my own hair all the time. Like, I know how to do layers, I, whatever. And I was like, let me get a hold of your hair. I can, I will do it for you. Um, so I gave him shampoo conditioner and like curly hair stuff to keep his curls looking nice and then i cut his hair in a wheelchair um in the basement of the theater (laughs) while everybody was doing floors and honestly i i i just cut it how i know how you know just some layers shag a little shaggy shag mullet buzz the (gasps) sides um, dj with a mullet and a rat tail in the back so (laughs) yeah he looks great but yeah his luscious locks if you see him give him a compliment because that was tell him wow you look especially beautiful today dj your hair is fluffier than a um, than a mob <laughs> a, a i don't know what to say that's like a say never mind fluffier than a... hey elena what are we what are we talking about today jenna mm-hmm. i have decided for artist week our first artist week we're going to be talking about my chemical romance I'm so excited, Elena. I love my chemical romance. Jenna, can't lie. It literally just broke whatever audio track we, we have on here. It's just one big red blob of whatever that <laughs> whatever that scream was. Just but out here breaking exactly, limits. But that's exactly what we're here to do is break the limits and talk about um, how my chemical romance also broke. The, the limits, limits, I guess. Yeah. yeah. They um, broke the barriers for emos everywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the whole emo uh, 
talk, emo cult, as they are re- referred to. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go into our volume up section. History of MCR. Um, so they were founded in September of 2001. So um, we have, I'll list off the, the um, members. We have Gerard Wade, vocals. Mm-hmm. Mikey Way, bass, his younger brother. Uh, Ray Toro, lead guitar. Frankie Yero, rhythm guitar. And Matt Pellissier is the original rhythm guitar, but they replaced him or he left um, sometime during one of their uh, albums and replaced, replaced him with Frankie Yero. So. Mm. Um, in 2001, in September, we all know... Um, the tragedy, the tragedy of 9-11. Uh, yes. Um, and Gerard actually felt compelled enough to, I, I guess he was just reflecting on his life and realizing how how short life is and how precious time is and that people needed uh, an escape and a release of emotion. Mm-hmm. And... He decided to create the band My Chemical Romance. Um, so My Chemical Romance, the name of it, um, actually comes from um, Mikey Way, his uh, Gerard's younger brother. He worked at Barnes & Nobles. Barnes & Noble. I always mess that up. And <laughs> there's so many nobles that go to the barn, so. There's, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's is that from the Bible? Yeah. 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 Ger- it's Gerard uh, 16.4. Nepotism 11.10. <laughs> the nobles shall go to the barns. <laughs> and if you read it, they will come. Yes. That's what it said. And that's exactly what happened to Mikey Way. He mm-hmm. found a book called Ecstasy, Three Tales of Chemical Romance. So that's what the, 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 the name of the band is referring to. Mm. Um, so 9-11 had such an impact on Gerard, he decided to start a band. Um, Jenna has some fun facts about... Oh, like the pipeline, yes. you mean? I would so, love for you to This explain. is uh, something that I've read on the internet, the, the 9-11 to 50 Shades of Grey pipeline. Um, some may be familiar, but pretty much what it is is 9-11 happens. Gerard Way and his brother create... My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance inspired Stephanie Meyer to write the Twilight books. And then what's her name? Kelly Marcel. She decides, oh, my gosh, I should write a book that's like this, but it has to do with BDSM. And then Fifty Shades of Grey was born. So if it weren't for the tragedy of 9-11, we wouldn't have the Fifty Shades of Grey books. Essentially, that Essentially. is how exactly how it <clears throat> it works. Um, and you know, BDSM from vampires and werewolves is is crazy. I feel like there is some sexual tension in Twilight, but but to get BDS, well, no, wait, no, because Edward Cullen is a vicious lover. You're not so wrong. I don't think that. I don't think it was a big jump to get from Twilight to... Not a big jump, but an interesting one that I would want to sit down and have a conversation or at least um, 
like a like a uh, a Christmas Carol like ghost lead me to <laughs> that position in time where yeah. she had her epiphany. True. I'd like that a lot. But did you know that there is there's a Fifty Shades of Grey movie that came out before her books? I did not. Yeah, and um, the lead man in it. I forget what the actress's name is, but the lead man plays Robert California in The Office. Oh, my god! And it's like she works for him and like she – it's like their way of expressing each other, like themselves because she is like, you know, the not recluse but like the very like ingenue type, like oh, yeah. very quiet, very soft-spoken. And then her outlet is like doing these sexual things for him okay. and his outlet is doing the sexual things obviously. Wow. But the difference in the newer Fifty Shades of Grey is that Anastasia Steele does not like to do those things. Or, like, she, you know. Yeah, like, no, she's yeah. not – she's definitely not privy to it at no, all. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that so weird? It really – I always love those – like, when people say, how many degrees away is this from this? Oh, the Kevin Bacon theory? Yeah. Or the Kevin Bacon number. That's yes. what it is. I, I love that, so – Thank you for sharing because I would have never in a million years thought that would even be a thing. Um, yeah, so let's get in a little bit to the uh, – a little bit of the history. So they signed with – their first album Album was produced by the Thursday frontman Jeff Rickley. If anybody's heard of the band Thursday, it's, it's the same kind of punk pop mm. rock. Same vibe, but he produced it. Um, and they used to sing at this place called, called Big Daddy's. Yummy. I don't know where it is, but that's going to be a road trip for us at some point. <laughs> I got to see what this joint's all about. <laughs> I, I just got to know what Big Daddy's venue yeah. looks like on the inside. Is it cuddly and warm? Like a Big Daddy? Cuddly and warm or scary and leather. I don't know. <gasps> oh, that is a that version is of a Big, Big Daddy. Daddy. Yeah. But they used to play at this venue called Big Daddy's, um, and they became popular there where they would offer free downloads of their music on MySpace, which was – that's where they got their I first fan that. base. It's amazing. I I wish – I really wish I was – at least just had a little bit of um, exposure to MySpace. I did not. My mom said I couldn't have one. I she barely let me have a Facebook. Right. Like, my first social media account was a Tumblr because i love that for you though my brother had it and then i wanted to be artsy and cool but i wanted instagram so bad so i would treat it like instagram like i was just there for the posts dude <laughs> it was it was i didn't really know what i was doing tumblr confused me tumblr was very confusing if yeah. you're not like if you don't know what's going it's kind of like reddit yeah and i i am a recluse on reddit i recluse love is my word of the day by the way but um, mine's privy i've been it. using privy all week Ooh, yeah i like that it's been in three of my essays so far this week so <laughs> um so they yeah they they got their following on myspace um and offered free downloads which is incredible and um they eventually signed with eyeball records and they released their first album in 2002 the year i was born <laughs> um it, Wait, well, but really i was born in 2002 yes i was born in 96 which seems like a decade apart, but it's, but it's not. not. It's not. But it, it couldn't be. No. Basic math. No. <laughs> no. 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 Don't do that. 
their first album was called I Brought You My Bullet, You Brought Your Love. Um, Let's which, break that down. So I brought you my <clears throat> bullets. Okay. Pew, pew. So yeah. it could be like I shot you or it could be here's a I, I brought you the ammunition. Yeah. And then you brought me your love, which I think what she did was open the little bullet carc not carcass <laughs> capsule yeah the bullet cartridge i don't know yeah. she undid it took out the gunpowder went yeah put her love in it sealed it up and shot and him shot him in the heart in the heart mm-hmm. which i think is a cute way to say it it's also very emo yeah <laughs> and that's exactly what we wanted <laughs> i brought you my bullets and you brought me your love love it um so yeah, that was their first album, which I'll talk about uh, later. And then they signed with um, Reprise Records in 2003, which that is their major label debut. Um, of course, the infamous album Three Cheers for Street Revenge in 2004. Yum, yum, yum. Most popular, most loved, mm-hmm. most favorite. Um, it actually went platinum in just a little over a year which is crazy for it to go platinum in like a year and it was their second album yeah essentially yeah. uh second album but first major label debut it's impressive it's very impressive um so then that was when oh excuse me i have to let it rip yeah uh not that the, the a burp yeah yeah girls don't fart I do. <gasps> Jenna, you didn't tell me that. I'm sorry. I've been keeping it a secret, but I think it's time to let the cat out of the bag. It's a, you know what? It's okay. I'm a little nervous sharing it with the world now. But I'm sure I'll get there someday. I, I hope you haven't. do because the gases inside of you are building up to for an explosive years. rate. Yeah. And yeah. I'm afraid for your, your internal might, organs. I might spontaneously combust. Please don't. I need you here. I need you to do this with me. If you guys hear me disappear, Jenna will take over. It'll be very loud. <laughs> It'll be a very <laughs> Let's just say headphone users beware. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Pelsier is replaced by Bob Breyer um, on rhythm guitar. And then they move on to Black the Black Parade in 2006. So, between 2004 mm. and 2006, they worked on this album. Uh, technically a rock opera concept album, which means that all the lyrics relate to a common story, which is true. If you which listen, is what I love. Yeah. And I, I was just talking to um, Ben about this. Shout out, Ben, that I don't like I'm not a person that listens to an album all the way through. I find it very hard to find an album that I like all the songs on, even if it has a story. I'm. I just don't. I. There's. I'm very selective. You've never listened to the Bruno Mars 24 Karat album, then? No. I've listened that, to 24 Karat, of course. Yeah. Have I listened to the album all the way through? No. Not. The whole album. I know we're talking about MCR, but that album. I listened to it on a flight from uh, New York to California, and it's one of the first albums I could ever like listen to in a full like meal. Yeah. And I just. I eat up every word. I eat up every lick. Really? Well, Bruno Mars, I don't think, has really produced a bad song. I would agree. They're all fantastic. Yes. Um, so, yeah, this rock opera concept album 
believe it or not, it topped UK singles chart um, oh. first, which is, I feel like this is a common theme for punk bands like this, mm-hmm. um, that they top in the UK before the States. And then it's like the Beatles, like everyone <laughs> in the US liked them before. Yeah. Like, it's just, you want something that the, you know, the people across the pond have. Uh, maybe it's that the the punk emo scene was just more established in the UK than it was in America at the time. A hundred percent. Because think about early two thousands. You have Britney Spears. You have, um, I mean, you do have other bands like Black Keys and and stuff like that. But it wasn't emo yet. So there were a lot of negative reviews um, that will get into the the controversy of it. Um, mm-hmm. So. Let's see. They then released um, Danger Days, uh, The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys, which was their fourth studio album in 2010. So it was like 10 years later. Um, Bob Breyer leaves and they add a keyboardist, James Dewey's, in 2012. They released uh, record, uh, recorded singles from 2009 in Conventional Weapons. So um, they re- recorded singles in 2009 that never got put on an album and then conventional weapons came out 2012 2013 and it was just a whole uh kind of compilation of those which which it so it wasn't like a, a story it was more like yeah just there, bits and some, bobs yeah some some singles um and then unfortunately for all of us mm-hmm. they announced their breakup mm-hmm. march 22nd 2013 if i were to do the math Quick math, quick math, quick math. She's doing math right now. She's doing some math on. Her. I was ten years old. Oh dang! So I was sixteen years old. Which I wasn't listening to MCR at ten. I was listening to them in sixth grade. So oh wait, no, in sixth grade you're like thirteen. Yeah, I was. Oh, that was my sophomore. No, that might have been my freshman year because I I graduated at seventeen. That was oh. your, definitely your freshman year. Or wait. Uh, my so- yes yeah. yes okay um so yeah they announced their breakup hearts break everywhere hearts break big time they b- before their breakup they had the first tour they ever went on was taste of uh they were with taste of chaos i used. thought you were about to say taste of country i was like whoa <laughs> they came to because there was a song i was listening to earlier from them and it gave off this country twang and i <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, that sounds like something they would do, just because they're they they're got them. their yeah they're they them. got their foot in it yeah. Uh, Taste of Chaos, the use and Kill Switch Engage. I love Kill Switch Engage, um, and they also were an opening act for Green Day on their American Idiot tour. Mm. That's when they co-headlined Warp Tour 2005 with Fallout Boy, the scariest tour there is. Uh, I genuinely like. I had so many opportunities to go to Warp Tour, and I didn't because I was too young. And my dad was like, you probably shouldn't go to mosh pits at this age. I was like, fair. I couldn't mosh pit at any time at any day. Like, that's just not something that interests me. I love it. I hate to be tossed around, especially by strangers. <laughs> that's that's fair. I feel like I I like that. Like, I love like any concert where I can headbang. Mm. headbanging is different than mosh pitting that's I, I agree i agree if i'm up by like 
barricades and stuff. That's that's where I want to be. I want to be yeah. like chest to like railing, like banging my head. Exactly. My arms in the air. Yes. Love that part. But no, if if somebody pushes me into a circle and they're like, now start, <laughs> start uh, windmilling your arms and hit the closest <laughs> thing to you, I'd be like, no, mm-hmm. no, Can't do I'm so that. scared for them. <laughs> my my mosh pit would be very, very gentle. <laughs> a little slap, a little <laughs> slap, a little poke. <laughs> so then they had some controversy. Like I said before, when they came out with their 2006, uh, the Black Parade, mm-hmm. Daily Mail, which... Daily Mail? Yeah. Like, Daily Mail? Fuck off. No one cares about you, Daily Mail. Uh, no, unfortunately. Fortunately, actually. <laughs> I don't care about Daily Mail. I'll say it right now, Daily Mail, don't sponsor us. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Elena. Elena they, can I talk to you over here? Yeah. What's going on? Elena. Yeah. We- we don't have any sponsors, so we have to make sure that we keep our options open. Do we want to be associated with Daily well, Mail, though? I want to get. I don't, don't have a money. lot of money. I don't either. I don't have a lot of money. I have if they wanted to sponsor us, I would have to say yes. I have to give into that corporate machine. I have bills to pay. Okay, Daily Mail. Mm-hmm. We'll let you sponsor us. Yes, and but it has to be a lot. Right. It's got to be at least a year's worth of episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Daily Mail, I won't trash you anymore. Dangerous, question mark? Dangerous. Characterized the band as, quote, emo and, quote, cult for self-harm because of their openness to talking about mental health issues. Here's an actual quote. Mm-hmm. Why no child is safe from the sinister cult of emo. I said, dot, 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 what the fuck does that <laughs> even mean? Can I give yes a devil's advocate kind of statement? Yeah. Where it's – I'm sure you're familiar with the romanticization of, me- of poor mental health or just like mental health in general, which as a Tumblr baby, you would know that that was something very prominent. Absolutely. That people would post and almost glorify mm-hmm. the things that they would want to do to themselves or that other people have done to themselves. And I think that is – that was the misunderstanding Yes, where adults would see this and go – because I feel like the generation that was not into emo, they thought, right. oh, you need to keep that in check. Like you cannot speak about that because right. the more you speak about it, the more it gives people ideas. But our generation decided, no, we're going to speak about it to help each other cope. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was a misunderstanding. A hundred percent agree. I think also that it is a very, very – touchy subject Mm -hmm. that if you are not um if you're not educated about it properly then you're more susceptible to engaging in that kind of activity on a on an un i don't know uneducated level like you're Mm not you're more willing to experiment with those kinds of things because you've never experienced them before Mm -hmm. so at that age for me I definitely had, um, you know, mental health issues that were undiagnosed. And I thought, hell yeah, like, this is it. Like, this is the way to talk about it. And there were a lot of things that happened that I wish didn't. But would I say that this music fueled self-harm? No way. I would say that they 
talked about the subjects and I probably shouldn't have been listening to it without proper like mental health guidance or a therapist or something like that mental health yeah because that's just something that is more prevalent today is like the health teaching of Mm -hmm. ways of coping with your mental health medications that you can take or or shouldn't take yeah it's something that is still blossoming to this day like I actually just had I have a test coming up in mental health in my in my nursing classes. Yeah. And so like we're learning about how depression, anxiety, anger, fear all correlates with stress and yes. and your coping mechanisms, the way we, whether you regress, whether you um sorry, none of them are coming to my head. I haven't studied very much yet. <laughs> but okay. whether you are whether your coping mechanism is adaptive or maladaptive, right. that determines how you perceive that music. You could perceive it as this is like, oh, this is my call. They're going to tell me, you know what? I should, I should, like, for example, in the Black Parade, there's the line, but if you're troubled and hurt, what you got under your shirt will make them pay for the things that they did. That is a very loaded line. Because it does yep. speak to a a percentage of – because n- not to get too deep, but school shootings are still a very big thing in society today. Yes. And th- nobody wants to talk about it because it's such a tragic topic. And nine majority of the time, I don't know proper statistics, but it's always a student or a, a student that went to that establishment or that school – and they're the ones who feel yes. abused, mistreated, and that's the way that they're choosing to cope is by making a spectacle and taking people with them. Right. So that is what is troublesome about some of the lyrics that they chose to use. But that's not – I don't think at all that that was their attempt at a rally call to make kids start doing that. It was a, an observation that they were making and put into a song to help explain, like – what is going on? Like, what are we looking, you know, like, exactly. what are we looking for? Exactly. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think, again, like you said, the whole issue, the divide between generations fueled this debate on what is socially acceptable and what is not. Mm-hmm. And had it not been for bands like this, we wouldn't have the, I mean, think about how many people when you say, did you listen to MCR? Yeah, I did. Oh, like we have something in common, not just musically, emotionally, emotionally, and like what you went through during that time. There's no way you're listening to MCR and then you turn out to be, or your that experience at that time was was something. You know, there's something deep inside of you that that, says, re- that it resonates, that resonates with, yeah. yeah. Like I asked my mom, I was like, oh, we're talking about My Chemical Romance today. And she's just like, they've never even crossed my mind. They've never been a thought in my mind. Exactly. And I'm like, well, they shouldn't, Mom. (laughs) They weren't made for you. (laughs) That's – it's fair. It's fair. My mom probably would say the same. I mean, she'd listen to them today for sure. But back then, she'd be like, I was raising – I just gave birth to you. So I'm not not thinking about MCR, unfortunately. So, yeah, they um, they, – had this controversy um during their their uh i their peak really mm-hmm. it was a, a peak for them during this time when their album came out went platinum had so many fans in all sorts of social media um and um 
even like meetups and stuff and uh, group, not groupies because there weren't really groupies at this time, but friends going to concerts together. It was just people rallied together and the band really endured a lot of hate during this time. Mm -hmm. Good for them. Um, For persevering. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, they announced their breakup. And in 2014, they released a greatest hits album called May Death Never Stop You. And then in mm-hmm. 2016, they released a 10th anniversary reissue of Black Parade. Um, Can I shoehorn something in real quick 100%. that I saw? In 2011, there was a tragedy. It was the uh, the Great East Japan Earthquake and Tsunami. And it resulted in over 18,000 deaths and several thousand victims who were never recovered. Um, and MCR produced Sing It for Japan. Yes. And the money yes. that they that they accumulated went to help Japan in uh, Tohoku. I think that's where it was, Tohoku. T-O-H-O-K-U. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I apologize if I'm not. But, you did a good job, yeah. Thank you. I, I think that's that shows that, like, they never meant any harm. Like, no. they're not people who are trying to... I mean, think about the way he he created the band in the wake of one of the U.S.'s greatest tragedies, Mm -hmm. greatest in in largest tragedies. It sparked something in him to do something to help people. So there it was no malicious intent that, you know, started a cult. Exactly. It's a following. You know what could have been a cult? The Beatles followers. <laughs> you know what is a cult? The One Direction followers. I am a directioner. Fun fact. I am I have to go. Sorry. Jenna, I just got to get out of here. Jenna, don't leave. Please don't leave. Oh, my God. She chained me to the chair. <laughs> Somebody help me. Um, I guess we'll just continue. Like, this isn't a thing. Okay. Um, You're going to have a seat, right? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I didn't actually. She will, is willingly staying. Wink, wink. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's right. It's fine. <laughs> I'm okay. I don't like this narrative about me. I swear I'm nice. <laughs> they announced a reunion show in um, uh, October 31st, 2019 on Halloween. They said, hey, you want to see something spooky? We're getting back together. <laughs> Woo! Um, it happened December 20th in 2019 in L.A. And it was so big. That they had to announce added shows, and then the added shows weren't enough, so they did their reunion tour, which just ended in the beginning of 2023. Oh, I missed it? Yeah. That's the thing. I've never seen MCR in person. If I saw My Chemical Romance in person, I don't even know. I would have to sit in absolute silence the whole time. No, I'd be – well, for the songs that I'm very familiar with, I'd be screaming. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout. There's just so... Like, when I saw Stevie Nicks, I didn't take my eyes off of her the entire time. Like, the whole Fleetwood Mac concert, I was in awe. My dad was like, crying. are you okay? Like, did you actually have fun? And I said, yeah, I just... I was, I was absorbing so, her energy. I was so close to her. I was so... <gasps> like I was, how close? So we were in the risers, you know, so at First Niagara or whatever it's called now. Mm-hmm. They have the floor, and then they have the the seats so we were front row in the seats, the closest section to the stage. So she sang an entire song in one corner of the stage, and I'm just looking at her and like we're we're singing to each Your other. Your souls are mending. It yeah. is. It was otherworldly. So I, 
think at this concert it would be the same thing. Like I would just be absorbing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fully engaged. Dude, trend. I would not take my eyes off of Gerard Way. Like I no way. Uh, ten out of ten would have again. Uh again. Yes. <laughs> would have in real life. Okay. There I we should go. say. Oh my gosh. I just think he's the cutest thing. <laughs> Their outfits in the Black Parade music video. They're they're just just little cuties. They're That's all they are. Cutie patooties, and I love them. Would you like to get into fan faves, or yes. would you like to keep going? Do you have any more history of MCR? You wanna? No. All right, <laughs> let's do it. Moving on to fan faves, we're gonna do our opinions, thoughts, top albums, top songs, and give you a little little, little backstory as to why we love them so much. So, Jenna, take it away, please. All right. You want me? I'll just do my three in succession. A hundred percent. Okay. Well, let's start with, uh, let's go in chronological order for the best I can. Um, Three cheers for Sweet Revenge. 2004, I'm not okay, I promise, in A major. (laughs) Um, Well, if you wanted honesty, that's all you had to say. I never want to let you down or have you go, it's better off this way. Elena, have you ever lied to save somebody's feelings? Yes. Me too. Yeah. I think it's a very common thing. And I think that this song is about not doing that anymore. This song, it's like a sense of desperation and isolation, but it's a refusal to be silenced by society's judgment. Like, uh, let me keep going. Like, because this song, it pretty much goes over, I don't know who the she is, because there's there's a girl in this song. This is my lack of knowledge just from researching it, but... He's talking to what I presume is a girl because it's for all the dirty looks, the photographs your boyfriend took. Remember when you broke your foot from jumping out the second the second floor? I, there's just something about this song that is romanticizing not feeling okay, like in my in my opinion. A thousand percent, And yes. I love this song. This song, I, I whenever I was listening to it, like I had this on repeat this past week because it's just – the way you can just scream. Oh, the one breakdown at the end, though, like, I'm okay now. <laughs> like, that whole part. Goes, Whereas, like, Seriously? you really listen. Yeah, you really need to listen to me because <laughs> I, I mean it. I'm okay. Trust me. Oh, my gosh. And then it just drops down. He has this beautiful way of, like, taking you on the ride of, like, it's all max, like, Max volume, max energy, but it still has, like, that wave to the music where it's like, oh, I love this song. This is probably my favorite one um, out of all my chemical romance. Yeah. And then there's also – I'll go to my next one. These two are from the same album, The Black Parade. Obviously, Welcome to the Black Parade. Yeah. It's the classic. Um, This one, I – The Triumph of the Human Spirit Over Darkness. That's what I think this song encompasses. For sure. And then the what I've read is the parade of death. And this is – it symbolizes the parade of death. The patient dies and death comes for him in the form of a parade. Uh, the outfits drooling. Bark, bark, bark. Um, wolf. Wolf, wolf, wolf. Bark, wolf. bark, bark. Howl. Wolf. Um, Ow. I just am obsessed. Everybody – I feel like everybody knows this one. Um, this is like the classic – Duh. Like you hear yeah, that I was the Gino, say, there's yeah. There's also that that um, the first note. They always say, you know, you're an emo kid when you can recognize the song based off of the first note. Mm-hmm. And there's like a whole television show that's like that, where it's like 
How in how many notes can you guess the song? I'm so sorry. I have to burp. That's why I'm like leaning back so much. Excuse me. Um, Delicious. Yeah. I want to know what show that is. It's not Shazam, is it? No, I don't think so. I know <laughs> JoJo Siwa was on it. <laughs> not a JoJo Siwa stan? She's got some major controversy. Oh, with the Miranda Singh stuff? Not only that, just how she acts and the way she is in relationships. I don't know if you were probably not on lesbian TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, a, I truly don't know if I am or not. As a uh, pansexual woman, I was on that side of TikTok, and she was just like the way she treated you. She makes it seem that she's the victim, and then just like for publicity and to get the views, and then she's really not because her exes come out and they're like, "No, she was horrible." Mm. Again, he uh, she it's says all subjective. She, she say she say, but also. I got an, I got a lesson in what was subjective the other day, and I'm telling you, I think it's subjective. <laughs> I am writing an essay on JoJo Siwa. No, oh, Grinch. oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> in the comments on our Instagram post, what's your opinion of the live action Grinch, and is it better than the original Grinch? Not better, I should say. Do you favor it more yes. to the to the original? Right. Um, son, when you grow up, would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten, and the damned? Will you defeat them, your demons, and all the non-believers, the plans that they have made? Because one day I will leave you, a phantom, to lead you in the summer to join the Black Parade. So it's about, pretty much it's just like a dad telling his son, like, one day I'm going to be dead, and then you'll be dead too. Right, and you got to lead life with a high head. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, we'll carry on, we'll carry on. And though you're dead and gone, believe me, your memory will carry on. And can I tell you, that line haunts me it does that's because i i I constantly think of like how will i be remembered like what memory will people have of me and who will remember me exactly and it's a scary thought it's a scary thought being like forgotten sorry i was drinking yeah drinking um coco how will you be remembered sorry are you seeing coco Movie. Yeah, the animated movie Coco. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, how will you be remembered? What part of the movie is that? He—that's uh, the whole thing—is like he's being forgotten, oh, so he and can't he, cross he, the oh, bridge. Yes, because oh no, because his picture is not on his family's altar. Yeah, right. Yeah, they—they're forgetting who he was, and then there was this whole you know exposure of who he actually was. And yeah, yeah, yeah. In the underworld, though, not in the, well. Then it comes into the overworld, but right, like his history. Like that's that. I love Coco. Good movie. It's so good. So good. I've heard from like a, a the standpoint of like people who have Mexican background, they're like that movie is definitely like Disney's version of Mexican. Like right, it's but not... at the same time they did do a good job with like some representation, but it's yes. still a cartoon. Disney will always, always, always fall one step short of being a hundred percent culturally mm-hmm. culturally accurate because yeah. they just. Money grab. Yeah, they want to get in. Let's appeal to let's appeal to everybody, but not do it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, being forgotten is definitely one of my uh, biggest fears, and I think I know now that it's not true. But but it is true for some people, right? Some people deserve to be forgotten. <sighs> Got that right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the last pick of mine, uh, teenagers. 
any major from the Black Parade. Mm. Um, I was reading an article, and it was like just like I think they interviewed Gerard Way about it, and he said, "Let's see, because because um, all teenagers." Because all teenagers scare the living shit out of the rest of society, they keep them on a short leash. Like, that's what the song is about. And then when I was reading through the lyrics, I always thought the they was referring to, like, the teenagers. Because, like, growing up as a teenager, I was afraid of teenagers. Like, But yeah. I think that's just my personal fear of people my age. Because <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if you're not um... – if you are not to society standards, yes. you get picked on. I was going to say, if you're it. not popular, but it doesn't necessarily mean popular. Yeah. It just means if you're not, if you don't belong to a group and you're an outcast or if Pe- you're different. People view that and they go, oh, so you don't have anybody around you? There must be a reason for that. Yeah. What if I'm just quiet? What if I just like to be by myself? And that's okay. Yeah. What if I'm afraid of you? <laughs> well, why am I afraid? Let's, let's, let's dive, dive deep into that. Yeah. Why am I afraid? Why was I afraid of people in – well, okay. My background, I went to grade school. So I was friends with the same 10 to 15 people like in my grade for – from pre-K to eighth grade. Okay. That's – yeah, that's fair. And then I made the shift to public school. So the only thing – the only things I knew about public school were what I would get from media and like movies and television. And it caused me to be so afraid of – how I was perceived, which is like pretty much the entirety of emo people. But some emo people didn't go to private school. Mm. And I wasn't allowed to express myself like that when I went to Catholic school. But I think that fear of why I would read – I would hear teenagers and I would think it was always about all the teenagers was because I had a sense that the teenagers were the ones who were mean. And now I'm rereading it and it's like, oh – they're gonna. They are gonna clean up your looks with all the lies in the books to make a citizen out of you. Obviously, they're not talking about teenagers. No. So I was just illiterate. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm. I, I. I'm sure I had the first similar reaction to that. Like, because the name of the song is teenagers. teenagers so yeah. I'm like, that's what. That's that's who they're talking about. I'm sorry. I have to. My iPad is gonna die, and that's where all my notes are on. So I need to switch oh, this yeah. little plug. No but problem. Please keep talking. I will. I'm I will. Um, to go on a little bit more about my high school experience, I would bounce around in cliques until I found mine, which was the theater clique, um, in my sophomore year. So my freshman year, I would constantly be with people that I, they honestly, my freshman year, it was the kindest people who could have found me because they were very receiving they were like, you know, the girls who would always wear the fluffy pajama pants to school. Yeah. They wouldn't shower for a couple days. Yep. Like, but there were people who, like, didn't give a shit about what other people thought about them. They'd swear at teachers, which I did not like. I didn't like that. No, I was a teacher's pet, so yeah. I I don't th- – I think I was on the fence. I think it depended on the teacher. Like my, my choir teacher, me and him are besties now. <laughs> David Curtis. Oh, I love that guy. Me too. But – um. I think it all it's and then I would hop. I hopped to I was on the swim team, but th- those I never fit in with the girls on the swim team. Athletes are a different breed. Yes, especially the athletes who are like want to be remembered for their sport, you know. Right. And well, even though a lot of the girls on our team weren't that good, but <laughs> there were some that were like Gaddy. <laughs> but um I I just didn't find my click until I got into the musical and I was like, wow. This is it. This is my my shtick. Me too. And so 
it's all about finding where you fit. And then I felt more open to like being myself. So by my senior year, I have felt the most like myself I'd ever been. That's fantastic. A lot of people don't find that. Mm -hmm. And it's great that you had that that feeling. Good for you. Thank you. Teenagers, I'm sure, is a song that resonates with a lot of people, whether you are an outcast or a popular person or you're always just fighting the norms of society as as someone that age so it's hard you know mm-hmm. i definitely did i was <sighs> if you guys met me in high school you would hate me i was miserable i met you in high school and i thought you were lovely you did because uh, i looked up to you if i respected you like dave curtis i respected him with my entire heart i was such a teacher's pet Everyone in that class just, like, goofed off. Like, it, it. no one really took it seriously. On occasion, they would, but it was just, I just wanted to be that teacher's pet and be like, I want him to respect me the most. Because if you had respect from Dave Curtis... It meant the world, it yeah. It meant everything. Coming from a standpoint where my sister was in choir before me, yeah. and she would, went to Carnegie Hall with him one year, and hearing what she would say about him and, like, hearing the rumors where it was like, he's so strict, like... He doesn't put up with any BS and all this. And he didn't. But then watching as as we broke him down. Yes. Because you're... by the time our my – I think my sophomore, junior, and senior year, we just kind of kept wailing on him with our humor and wit until – got it got to him because mm-hmm. by the time he was with us, he knew he wanted to retire within the next three or four years. So he was just open. He was an open book. He was mm-hmm. funny. He was kind. He was strict, but he was more open than years previous. And I think that helped me um, learn respect for adults because I definitely had no respect for some adults, which showed. And then I had too much respect for others and I valued their opinions too much. And I'm like, can you just be a high schooler? Just be a kid. It's hard to like see like an adult, like a teacher or somebody who gives you information as a person sometimes. Yeah. Going going into education, I've adapted the mod adopted the motto I'm a human first and a teacher second. Mm-hmm. You are a stu- you are a human first and a student second. Did I say that right? Yeah. I'm I, a human first and a and teacher a, second. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get it the other way around cuz it's true. Like you you are human. You have human needs. Mm-hmm. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Exactly. You know, for all our psych people. So or nursing people. Or nursing. That's very much Education, part of mine. Pretty, yeah. much, pretty much anything. But it's, uh, yeah, I... And if you don't know Maslow's, Maslow's, Maslow? Maslow. Maslow's needs, Google them. Like, look them up. It's... Because it is actually very informative for, like, the common man. Yeah. Because it helps you, like, gain a sense of what's important. Yes. If you're lost in that regard. Like, right. if you're looking for some stable ground, look that up. Just do it. Yeah. It's worth it. Do it. It's Do it right now. Pause the episode. We'll stop. And look real it up. Quick. Okay, ready? Did you look at it? Are you Googling? Are you I Googling can hear it? you typing, but did you Google it? Did you Google it? No, not pictures of monkeys on yeah, that. Stop. Oh my god. Wait, stop. That one's really cute. Keep oh, looking at that one. Does he have a bonnet on? Oh my god. Oh. She's like a little baby monkey. He's got a binky. Oh. oh that so one has sweet. Oh, wait, has no, it? don't go away from it. Keep wait, looking at it. Wait, wait, can wait. Can you send wait. that to me? Yeah. Airdrop it. Okay. okay, I got it. All right, thank you. Thank you. So, I mean, it's hard navigating high school, but Teenagers was a song I got familiar with in, like, seventh grade, and I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is adulthood. Yeah. F, F, yeah. F society, and I'm just, yeah, like, 
this is it and my dad would hear me listen to it and he's like yeah you're 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 so cool you really are a teenager <laughs> see my mom would just hear me crying oh, <laughs> i'd be crying to songs she'd be like what's wrong and i'm like get out get out I was emotional, baby. Oh, I still, I still am. am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I am Jenna. Uh, What's your third song? Um, that was my third song. Oh. I did. Okay, I'm not okay. Oh, yeah, I promise. Well, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Black Parade, and then um, Teenagers. Yeah. Favorite um, album? Favorite album is probably Three the Black Tears. Parade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think okay. it's the Black Parade because that like has the most songs that I listen yeah. to very frequently. But um. Helena? Which one is that on? That one's on Three Tears for Sweet yes. Revenge. Yeah. That's not one that I prepared for today, but that one's very good, too. Is that one you brought? Yes. Oh, let's talk about that. All right. So I have mine ranked. Um, my first song is The Ghost of You. Oh. The Ghost of You holds a very special place in my heart. I used to listen to that song during COVID. Um, I mean, I, I listen to it as middle schooler too mm-hmm. but i didn't really like it until more recently within the last like three or four years um i worked at a pizza place and i took a gap year from school so i was working full-time 10-hour shifts and i was also like dating a bunch of people or like seeing a bunch of people and i was still yearning for someone that had no feelings for me mm, the worst and it i would go into work on these 10-hour shifts and just crank it at, like, 8 in the morning, going in, like, prepping food. And then on my break, I'd crank it and just sob in my car. And then on the way home from work, I'd crank it. So, like, three three or four months straight, I was listening to this song, and I really connected with it. So it holds a special place in my heart. Um, The lyrics are, I never said I'd lie and wait forever. If I died, we'd be together, but... I can't always just forget her, but she could try. At the end of the world or the last thing I see, you are never coming home, never coming home. Could I? Should I? All the things that you never, ever told me, all the smiles that are ever, ever. Take a deep breath. It's all good. That's the end of the, it just goes dot, 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 and then it goes back into the, the, uh, not the that's scary the, the a trail verse. off thought yeah and all the smiles that are ever 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 <laughs> and then ever get the feeling that you're never all alone and i remember now at the top of my lungs in my arms she dies she wow. dies um and he's contemplating like should i leave this world too to be with you or should i keep going for you and I think that spoke a lot to my my position of being like, should I just give up on this hope or should I keep trying for you? Give up. And I did give up. Yeah. But then I met some of the worst people in my entire life. So I was like, dang it, I should have just, I should have just kept going. No. Nah, no. It was better. I'm better off now. But um, yeah, that was, that was uh, my top choice. It's, it is so emotional and. It's like you said, they're at max volume, but it's so like you can feel the ebbs and flows of emotion. Mm-hmm. It's 
and fantastic. Can I just mention? Yes, Gerard Way has this way of shaping certain vowels. To like have because that adds yep. a lot to the music as well. Where yep. like he'll say a word funny and I'm like tee, but also it's like then I sing it like he is and I'm like oh wow that's way easier to sing like way without... easier to sing and also brings out a certain like feeling like oh yeah I never yeah yeah oh putting that I almost said putting that hard R but I don't <gasps> like that term very much I'm not gonna use that we're not gonna we're not gonna even pretend that, that I said that so that song is my top choice second choice welcome to the black parade mm-hmm. I listened to that song in middle school a lot because I was again going through a time where I didn't have a good relationship with my parents, and I <laughs> that, was crazy. that was crazy. Um, and I just felt like it was a song that made me feel like somebody was there for me and wanted to keep moving on and wanted to keep pushing for um, me to to succeed. Um, and I loved I loved that song. My friends and I would listen to it all the time. Like it was just such a, it's a ba- it's a banger, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it is sad. Um, yeah, like you said with the lyrics, it's just about a dad who or a man or whatever. Yes, yeah, wanting his son or whoever to be remembered for what he did, and to would you lead this group of people or this society, this mm-hmm. feeling of being this feeling that you know you're remembered like don't forget people it's very sad very sweet though i love that song um another song that is dear near and dear to my heart third song helena Mm -hmm. um lyrics are long ago just like the hearse you died to get in to get in again we are so far from you burning on just like the match you strike to incinerate the lives of everyone you know and that's the worst you take from every heart you break and the bl- and like the blade you'll stain well i've been holding on tonight what's the worst that i can say things are better if i stay so long and good night so long and good night um can you read the first verse again yeah like the first like part of it um i'm trying to think of how this goes cuz i can't get i know it yeah yeah can you but can you read it again yeah. there you said something long ago just like the hearse you died to get in again. We are so far from you, burning on, just like the match you strike to incinerate the lives of everyone you know. So, in English, that doesn't really make any sense, correct? Because he starts with long ago, and then just like... Just like the hearse you died to get in again. We are so far from you. We were. were Long ago, we were so far from you. Yeah, burning on just like the match you strike to incinerate the lives of everyone you know. And that's the worst you take from every heart you break. Uh, And like the blade you'll stain. Well, I've been holding on tonight. It's poetry. So it has room for like. What's the worst that I can say? (laughs) There we go. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, it's the second verse is talking about uh came a time when every star fall brought you to tears again we were the very hurt you sold um and that's the worst you take from every heartbreak blah blah blah. um it's just about a guy you know feeling like you break everyone's hearts and that's all you have to say for yourself is like 
it's just me <laughs> that's just who you are things are better if i stay so long and good night like i'm just gonna stay where i am see you later um but uh he says can we pretend to leave and then we'll meet again when both our cars collide that that bridge is devastating like can we just meet again when we die and everything we don't have to worry about anything because you're making it really hard right now (laughs) it is so 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 heartbreaking talking about all this it's like a lot of their songs obviously are are how people affect him like yes. how his relationships have affected him and the way that if you have somebody like that in your life like you it does not help your mental illness whatsoever no and it's so hard it's cuz like i i am always constantly thinking like am i being good to the people around me like am yeah. i doing the best i can to like help my circle like the people that i choose to be around all the time am i being a light in their life or am i dragging them down and it's so hard when you have somebody that you love so much and you fight and fight for them and then you're like when do you give up like when do you decide you're taking a path that i can't follow and it's like you they can't respect you if they are leading you down their path (laughs) you got it Sorry, sorry. We're doing tricks. We're, she did a kickflip. She did a kickflip in the studio. I don't know how on, you did that so on fast. On my iPad. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm just really cool. Yeah. Gosh. Anyways, <sighs> I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that kickflip was so sick, and nasty. <laughs> I just can't think of anything else anymore. I'm a skater boy. I'm sorry. Yeah, see you later, boy. <laughs> just right off. <laughs> oh, but. And uh, that it's just that's what this music makes me think of is like my relationships with people and how how am I affecting somebody like yeah hmm. Hmm. it is a lot to think about I I these are the songs I contemplated you know like being in a relationship about they're they're the the kind of songs that make you think like am I good enough for this person. Am I doing enough for this person? Is that person good enough for me? Right, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, the idea of 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 mutual love in a relationship, and that's hard. That's a very hard thing to to do because there's always going to be someone who loves you more or who loves you less than you love them, and you got to find that balance of mm-hmm. of caring for each other and figuring out each other's needs and. I think Helena does a good job of showing his emotions and his relationship. But, yeah, it, it, when you're in a situation like that, uh, which I can speak on from experience, it is crushing. It's just – it ruins everything else. You can't even think about anything else because that's all you think about. Mm-hmm. But I've had a relationship like that too. Yeah. It's just unfair. It is. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah, now, now I'm really starting to get that emotion that I would feel when yeah. I listen to their music where it's like you're reminiscing about – because, like, that was love. Like, I did feel love for people. Right. And it's so unfortunate that the human condition causes us to be so selfish. Right? Right? <laughs> Gosh, I agree with that. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I'm a woman of words. <laughs> what can I say? 
Mm. Um, my favorite album is Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Um, mm-hmm. But my honorable mention, I I brought up earlier, I brought you my bullets. Um, you brought me your love. I do have an honorable mention as well. It's, um, what's your album? I don't know what the album is. It's oh, a song. song. It's uh, Cancer. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one is one I weep to. Yeah. But I will say, um, 21 Pilots covered it, and their cover I might like a little bit more. It gives a different vibe to it. That is so fair. But, because I, I do adore 21 Pilots. I, mm-hmm. I haven't listened to their most recent album as much as I have, like, yeah. their first. Yeah. First, second, and third. Me too. It got kind of pop. Yeah. It was weird. The album cover scared me. And I'm like a small little baby bird. And you can't scare me you with that. You can't show a baby bird that album yeah. cover. Bright yellow? What if I think you're like a big bee? Can birds see yellow? Uh-oh. If they can't see yellow, it's probably why they run into so many freaking stop yeah, yield, yield signs. Did I just say stop signs? Can they see red? Can they see anything? Hey, Siri. Show me this guy's balls. <laughs> oh my gosh, my Siri thing. actually just went off. <laughs> yeah. Um, Siri, tell me if birds can see yellow. I. Birds can see the colors in the ultraviolet range beyond the rainbow we see. All right. Oh, so yeah, they can see. It. Fuck you, birds. Why do you get that? Why do you get that, birds? Why? Why is my dog limited? True. My little companion. Well, okay. Some people have birds for pets. And birds can talk to you. Dude, I would love to have a crow as a pet. I want a crow as a pet. They're I want, so a, I want a crow as a friend. Yeah. Above all else, he would be, he my, would friend. be my friend. Yes. Little shiny trinkets. Dude. We Yeah, we discussed spoon and dime. Spoon and dime. Spoon and dime. Maybe a fun little um, um, brooch. Yes. Stealing brooches off of old women who are coming out of church. That happens That's more, crow energy. more often than you think, right? Yeah. I've like. seen it with my own eyes. Really? Yeah. No, you're kidding. No. I'm completely serious. And I've never lied about anything. This isn't, this isn't one of those things where you're lying to save my feelings, right? No. I would never do that, Elena. That's why I told you. I know. I told you that I love... Just because you're from the you Gaslight Theater the t- chair. doesn't I, mean... That you're a gaslighter. I understand. Thank you. And honestly, I'm offended that you would think otherwise. I didn't think. Let's turn this back on you. (laughs) Oh, shit. Now, are you going to unchain me from this chair or what? (laughs) Please. There you go. I took the chains off. Oh, yes. Ouch. My ankle is swollen. It'll be fine. Can you kiss it better? Ouch, that burned. Ow. Well, I just drank a whole bottle of Tabasco. Oh, so okay. The cuts are not going to I can't believe good. I didn't see you do that. That's what's in my Tim Hortons cup. Oh, okay. I, you know what? What? I love my chemical romance. I do too. Yeah. My honorable mention for a favorite song is Famous Last Words, and you know what they do to guys like us in prison. That's the title of their song. It's good. And my honorable mention for the, 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 that was crazy. I can't believe I just stuttered that hard. Um, <laughs> I brought you my bullets. You brought me your love. Is that album features a lot of the true rock and metal of the early 2000s. Fantastic. Um, they've got the double kicks or the double pedal drums. Like, 
yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because that wasn't something that was popular until metal music double uh double kicks is awesome um modal scale progressions like alionian alonian six vi is six yeah 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 um those kind of scale progressions are very popular in emo punk metal mm. music um blast beats where the quarter note equals 130 blast beats where the quarter note equals 350 beats per minute oh so sometimes when you hear a metal song they'll do like a breakdown and it'll go oh, slow yeah. and then it goes and then it goes really fast that's where like those are blast beats sometimes they do it in a breakdown and they'll go fast but then they'll keep the like the melody to a to a cut time of whatever that 350 is like 225 or whatever i think fallout boy does that a lot too yes definitely yeah uh, america's sweetheart i think it's called they have that part where it's like you could have knocked me away <laughs> yeah. yeah um tritone and chromatic progressions and use of pedal points which is like a sustained tone sometimes it's in the bass or sometimes it's in the um melody like it just depends on like how the song works a lot of times it's um deaf tones does a lot of pedal points in the bass mm-hmm. so it's a sustained like bass note bass line it, it's freaking awesome um yeah uh so those are all my honorable mentions, all my faves and such. Jenna, do you have more? My honorable mention is um, the mashup of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You and the Black Parade. I'm going to screen record the video that and you sent. And then post it. And then post. Just so everybody can get a, a fun little treat for the holiday season. Yeah, because it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's almost ugly how great it mashes up exactly exactly yeah you thought of that i'm gonna give him a kiss or her or them i don't discriminate <laughs> moving on oh yep 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 groupie or poopy oh. this is a segment we like to call groupie, groupie or, or poopy. poopy are you a groupie or do you think this is poopy um i have to say i'm a groupie i'm a groupie yeah i can't help but be a groupie i don't think I'll be honest with you. This segment is going to be hard for, um, well, not necessarily, because if you bring an artist or a genre or a musical that I haven't listened to yet, which will happen, like, mm-hmm. Jenna's going to educate me, I'm going to educate Jenna, we're going to do a little bit of, like, share, uh, share, share, pair, share, yeah. care, mm-hmm. pair, share, whatever it's called, and then, you know, if we do think it's poopy, I'm not going to be afraid oh, yeah. to say if it's poopy. Exactly. So I'm definitely a groupie. Um similar artists i had or or bands is fallout boy pierce the veil which i love pierce the veil paramore the used all-time low taking back sunday melodic emo punk rock mariana's trench mariana's and trench 21 pilots 21 pilots all the goods all the goods so yeah um, you're so good you're a groupie as well i would say i'm a groupie um i have my qualms but the only yeah. reason I wouldn't be a groupie is because re-listening to the music, it does put me back in that headset where I'm f- 14 to now. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just reminds me of why I listen to the music. Yeah. Because that's, that's like the give and take is like it gives me that sense of, okay, I'm 
this is a normal feeling. I'm feeling things that people have felt before, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... And reopening those wounds, because uh, that's the thing. You yeah. you dictate a song to an emotion, and if you bring up that emotion, that song again, the emotion is bound to bubble up, and that is what this band does to me, at least. It does, and it's good to release. But at the right time. Not yes. when I'm running on the elliptical. Exactly. Please, God. No. Yeah. If I put my like songs on shuffle and the ghost of you comes on and I'm on the treadmill, I'm going to stop the treadmill. I'm going to grab my gym bag and I'm going to leave the establishment in tears. I can't do it. This is why we have specific playlists. I'm because gonna, <laughs> I'm going to put myself in a locker at Planet Fitness and cry. And someone's going to open it and, and I- say – are you okay? And, and say, I'm how say, did you fit in there? And I'll go, I'm just so petite and small. I I'm a small bean, I'm as the emos so say. <laughs> as the emos. I'm just a little small bean. And then they're going to say, do you need a kiss? And I'm going to say, no, because the only kiss I need is from my lover that I've lost. And I'll tell them mm-hmm. the story and they'll understand what's happening and they'll say, it's going to be okay. And then, uh, but I have to go do legs because you've been talking for an hour and a half. Right. Yeah. And then when they close the door again, I'll realize they put a lock on the locker because right. I annoyed them so bad. And their things are in my yeah. lap, so I can't leave, leave until they come back. So then it's another two hours because they also wanted to do an ego pump on arms and on tries. Which I've been there. And, like, that's the thing is they're valid. They're it's, valid. It's fine because – I would too. Mm-hmm. I would do the same. Even if it's leg day, I'm going to pump arms because I want to see the veins, my veins, yeah. and I want to pose in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And that's that's fine. But I also am stuck in here. When you take a photo in the mirror at the gym, do you show off your... I don't. <gasps> I don't take photos in the mirror at the gym. Elena. I'm self-conscious. Of I'm the not other there people? Yet. I'm not there yet. Elena. My pictures all, you know what? They would look the same. I have no, first of all, I haven't been to the gym in like two months, three months, because I just haven't had time. Mm. I would have to either go at 5 a.m. or 9 p.m. before they close, and I just don't have the time. True. Um, So I've just been doing yoga for the past three months. I've gained no muscle because I haven't been cutting. If anything, I've been uh, (laughs) bulking. (laughs) Unvoluntarily bulking. (laughs) I've been um, stress eating. Literally. And uh no, yeah, so the holiday season is the time to bulk anyway. It's, it's like true. the natural timeline of bulking in my opinion. Yeah, you might as well. Except for those people who decide to cut like in the winter season so that like when spring comes and they strip down their jackets, they're suddenly lean. It's yeah. the most impressive thing. It always catches me off guard. Buzz off. <laughs> I don't need that. But also good for you. Because, but also you look really yeah, good. Wow. I'm, I'm proud of you for sticking to a routine. And this is what I'm saying to the person, like, through the locker as they're coming back to let me out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's been it's been yeah. a while, and the tears have dried. Yeah, and, and I've I've reconsidered. I, I realized I was being annoying. Yeah. It and was... they, sh- they deserve to lock me in that locker. Yeah. It's uh, It was my time out. Mm-hmm. So I went in there to contemplate, but I also needed a timeout. I went in being a small bean, and I came out being a big bean. A big, bulked bean. Big, grown bean. Yeah. Like a lima bean. Well, technically all beans are small. What do you think the biggest bean is? Isn't – there's a bean. Is a chickpea a garbanzo bean? 
But those yeah. aren't bigger than lima beans. No way. Nuh-uh. Some lima beans can be huge. Yeah. There's like beans that grow on trees. What's the bean? Is it cacao pod? Those are, yeah, That's those a are pod. Those and then are the huge. beans are within it. Gigantes plaki. Oh. Or Greek giant baked beans. Give no. me some centimeters. What beans are largest? Oh, yeah, gigante beans. Uh, well, give me a centimeter on that. Inches? It's got to be centimeters. What is the king of beans? Mm. <laughs> what gives me... Ooh. Whoa. What gives me the most nutrients? <laughs> what is the biggest bean in size? Okay, listen. I... I understand gigante means big. big. <laughs> yeah. Any, oh, a child could figure that out. Three quarters to an inch long. So that's three like quarters. Okay. the end of my thumb, like that. That's that's a fairly big bean. Compared to the, other beans. Yeah, if I were to put that bean in my mouth. It, it would, would have some weight to it. Yeah. It could choke me. Big be- Baked beans, I could fit a spoonful. These, I could fit four or five comfortably to chew and... Yeah, five would probably mm-hmm. be my limit. Six would be like a mouthful. Okay. Should we, should we start measuring our mouths by how many beans we can fit in there? How many gigante beans? Gigante beans. I do that I a lot. I got a pickle in the fridge. Yeah, my wife already mm-hmm. Well, Jenna, I think this has been a good, a good reminiscent day. Yeah. I feel open and vulnerable, I as do. emo music normally makes me feel. Yeah. I, I, I feel good talking about it, though. Um, it's things that I haven't relived in years, so mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm doing it with someone I trust. It's always good to... <laughs> and all of you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear any of that? Oh my... Were you listening? <laughs> guys, this was a private conversation. Well, since you were listening, if you want to check us out at Hear Me Out Music Pod at Instagram and leave whatever <laughs> comments you might think we'd want to hear... Why don't you do that? Please let us know what you think about our very private conversation that you just listened to. Listen, we've listen, we've hit the outro ver, uh, the outro part of our of our podcast. So if you're if you've gotten this far, which yeah. I pray that you do, please go follow our Instagram and our Spotify. That too. Our Spotify is linked in our Instagram. Instagram is again at Hear Me Out Music Pod. Hear Me Out Music Pod. Um. If you want to sponsor us, please let us know. Please, please, please hit us up on our DMs, on our in, on our private Instagrams. Um, Jenna's is at Jenna Montesanti. I think it's Jenna underscore Montesanti. Yes. Okay. Mine is at Mental Shroom Light. Um, I think we have tagged them before. You want to take a take two on that? At yeah. Mental Shroom Light. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I definitely messed that up. I think they're tagged, though, on our Instagram, on the Slay. Hear Me Out Music Pocket Instagram. Um. The playlist for this will be up shortly. I did not get to that this week. Um, any suggestions, please link uh, link them in the comments. Oh, yeah, my God. Guys, we want to hear what you want to hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. We want to hear about what would interest you, of course. and Or just feedback. What you yeah. think. Reviews. If you have our numbers, text us. Please. Send me a cute selfie, though. First, first, first a cute a, selfie. Yes. That has to be first, or else I will not take I your won't. criticism into, into consideration. I'll say you smell. Dude, yeah. And I, I'll i say, I can smell you through the phone right now, you stinky little bean. Yeah. I don't need a picture of you. I know you reek. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Alex, for being true, so kind. Our voice of reason. <laughs> listening, listening, not only listening every week, but giving feedback on what we can improve on and what we did good 
and what just I, I, we really really appreciate that so shout out alex thank mm-hmm. you next week we have musical week Me. that will be jenna's pick mm-hmm. um the 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 post will be up at some point this week so get ready for that I'm very excited for all of our little musical theater nerds. If you're not a musical theater person, still listen because there's a lot that goes into musicals that isn't just being like a theater nerd. Mm-hmm. I promise you, you'll enjoy. Especially if you're like um, a like 35 to 75 year old woman, you guys love musicals. Like I get it. You eat that shit. You, oh. Or or um, majority of gay men. I can't speak for all gay men because there are some gay men who I feel don't listen to musicals. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And yeah, and that's valid. Got to do what you got to do. You're into what you like. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, how many? uh, Let us know in the comments how many gigante beans you think you can fit in your mouth. Remember, they're three quarters of an inch to an inch long. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's just round up and say an inch. Inch. Yes. Inch in length. How many can you fit? reasonably in your mouth and don't lie because we'll know from the selfie that you sent us right we we will stalk your instagram Mm -hmm. profile of every smile selfie that you've ever taken and do the measurements exactly properly so please don't lie we just want you to be honest with us please that's it all right guys Bye. bye